Hello, and welcome to the She Leads Her Life podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Schneider. And you guys, I'm so excited. I have a guest here today who is going to knock your socks off with her knowledge in nutrition, physical well-being, and just her beautiful energy that she brings as well. So, Abby, I would love for you to introduce yourself to our listeners today. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. That was quite the introduction. So that is a lot to live up to. (laughs) Um, So I am Abby and let's see, where do I begin? That's such an, that's such a broad topic. Uh, I am a wellness coach, a personal trainer um, as my profession. I'm also a mother of four, a wife, a friend. I have recently uh, relocated to the Madison, Wisconsin area. And I am a busy mom who's trying to live out a dream and also be an incredible mom and making that alignment work. Yeah, I hear you on that so deeply. I feel like we could do a whole nother podcast episode on just that alone. So Abby, when you say living out your dream, can you kind of paint a picture of if you had a magic wand, what would that dream look like? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, you know what's interesting? I think that my dreams have evolved as I've grown as just a human and a woman and as a mother. But I think something that I learned early on, um, I've had four kids. I had twins first and I worked full time up until I had my babies. And so sort of this idea of gritty work. I've, you know, I had a job ever since I was 13 years old and I used to go door to door, like selling things. I was like this little natural entrepreneur, entrepreneur. but I also, right. And then I worked, um, <clears throat> a couple corporate jobs and, and really loved my career, but knew I wanted to be a mom. And then I had my twins and that obviously rocked my world in the best way. And, for the next few years, um, I put my career on hold and sort of me on hold to be a mom. And it was, you know, they were beautiful, tender, hard, life altering years uh, that I wouldn't give back. But somewhere along the way, I also kind of lost Abby in that. And I think every mom out there can relate in in some way, right? Um, and so I didn't, I knew I didn't want to go back to marketing. I didn't want to go back to the corporate world I was in. Um, but I wanted to do something and I've always had a passion for fitness. I've always been active, but I've also had my struggles with, uh, eating disorders and going about health and fitness, not in the the healthiest way. And through my own recovery and through kind of understanding how I wanted my wellness to feel, I wanted to help other people and I wanted to help other women. And my first sort of launch into the space, I got my personal training certificate uh, when I was pregnant, actually with my third little boy and uh, got that done and felt like, okay, this is something I can maybe do on the side. Um, through the years and through a lot of multitasking and figuring out exactly what I wanted that to look like. I have, obviously those certifications have grown. My experience has grown. We had two moves thrown in there into different States. So lots of life transition, but I've kept this little dream alive of ultimately helping women, um, helping women find alignment in their own journey and helping them feel strong. So 
back to your question of living out this dream, I feel like this evolution of helping has gone from helping women on a small scale, you know, in my basement or in a small box gym locally to building an online business and a presence for women to come and be coached and, and find that alignment for themselves. So now I coach women all over the world, um, in different capacities. And I, I kind of feel like I'm just getting started, but that dream of mine has been able to take a backseat to motherhood sometimes. And, and now I'm at the point where, you know, I'm kind of able to scale it a little bit more and taking it day by day, because I think that alignment as a mother is always shifting. <clears throat> always shifting, isn't it? And it's different seasons. And as Abby and I were talking a little bit before we started recording, but how different motherhood looks like when you have littles to when they're older to school age and finding that balance in between. If you could go back and tell the new mom, Abby, some advice, whether it pertains to nutrition and physical health or not, what would that be? You know, what is interesting. I feel like I could write a book on that topic and I mean, maybe I will one day. I think, gosh, there's so much I would say to a new mother. I think number one is grace. Mm. The ultimate thing I think women can give themselves is grace through periods of transition, through periods of learning a, a whole new language about themselves and about this little baby and navigating you know, self-care through a period where it just sometimes feels impossible, I would say, give yourself lots of grace. And, you know, for me, I think I've learned this the hard way, but I never understood that to the point where I embodied grace as a new mom. I think I sort of numbed as a new mom, you know, I, I really wanted to feel good again. I wanted to, you know, get my body back. I wanted to get my time back so I could breathe a little bit. Obviously we want to get our sleep back. And I think through trying to get things back, I lost some presence Mm. with just those beautiful, you know, years and moments as a new mom that are so fleeting. Mm. And what I've learned is like you mentioned, you know, seasons are so real and honoring those seasons are important. So knowing telling the new mom, you're going to get time back. You're going to get your sleep back. You're going to feel good again and healthy again. But for now, your sole responsibility is taking care of this special, precious human being and soaking in those moments that you will one day wish you could go through again. Right? Absolutely. Oh, I just got goosebumps as you were saying that it took me right back. Yeah, it is. It's fascinating how, I mean, my youngest is five and, uh, he's special needs. He has autism and, you know, I think being my last baby, uh, it was a time where I was still caring for three little kids, but I, I think that's a lesson that I wish so badly I had in my back pocket most because I was, I, it was almost just, you know, you, you want to get to the finish line. You want to get to the next phase, the next moment where I can, you know, carve, whether it's time or capacity. And I think back to those moments and yeah, it gives me chills thinking about they are, they go by with, you know, the snap of a finger. It's so true. And as you're saying that, 
I used to feel the same way when, especially my oldest was a baby and trying to figure this out and feeling like, you know, the days were so long and she was very colicky the first year of her life. And so like, when are we going to sleep? When are we, right? And it's craving that time where now fast forward, she's in sixth grade and it's taking my breath away thinking she's going to be in seventh grade and that like high school is just right around the corner and it 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 does I don't know how else to say it but it takes my breath away and then all of a sudden this like panic of do I have enough time with her yeah yes and isn't it interesting it's the the cliche phrase you know the days are long and the years are short and it's it never really hits you hard until you're a mom because it is it's the hard moments and the all the different phases you go through as your kids you know grow up and you learn to navigate and and learn more about yourself through those phases all of a sudden you're realizing i how many more years do i have until they're out of my nest and even the transition to you know yeah my my oldest twins are 11 and they're going to be, you know, entering junior high and just the, their little independence. I, I feel like in, in little ways, I'm losing the, their childlike sense of needing me so much. Mm-hmm. And it's perspective is important, <clears throat> you know, to add to that, just allowing perspective to zoom out, I think is important in any stage of motherhood. Cause we can get fairly myopic and what we want in the short term. Um, and, and zooming out and making sure that aligns with, with the greater picture is I think so important for us. And I'm still learning how to do that too. (laughs) Well, and I, I don't know about you, but don't you feel like sometimes as their mom, like our job is to teach them. And I feel most of the time they are teaching me. Absolutely. Absolutely. About myself. And it's almost like my my areas that I need to work on, they almost magnify in front of me where I they make it possible to, to have you realize those things. Yes. And even as they get older, now they're able to like call those things out too. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you feel this as a working mom, but you know, there are times when it is, they'll bring me back to perspective. You know, if I'm, if I'm cooking dinner and I'm trying hard to, you know, answer that one email or respond to that one person and my son's in the room, I mean, he will say, Hey mom, off your phone, I'm talking to you. (laughs) And it's kind of like, Oh, you're right. You know, as much as I strive so badly to have those, you know, time block well and have those moments, just phones docked. Right. Mm -hmm. But there are times in our life where, okay, they're realizing they're seeing that I'm not present with them. And there's another checkpoint. Yeah. I got to get back. It's a constant, it's a constant check-in, check-in, check-in. Yes. That, yeah. But I will say, and even my own mom says, I think it goes back to giving ourselves grace. Raising children in today's society is hard and stuff. We have technology mm-hmm. for them, for us, the expectations on us, this idea of, balancing motherhood with a working career and what that looks like. And then we see people's highlight reels on a constant tick, tick, tick on social media. And it goes back to what you said, Abby, is that new mom giving herself grace. I feel like that word 
all the way through motherhood is what constantly coming back to just giving yourself grace and loving on your kids, giving yourself right. grace and loving on your kids. Like, yes. And that whole perspective of grace is, you know, it kind of allows us to not get in that comparison trap and, you know, look so hard at what others, what someone else is doing in motherhood or wellness or any sphere, really. I mean, it's, Along with grace, I think it's also remembering and patting yourself on the back sometimes and remembering like, Hey, I'm doing a good job here because I think doing a good job is, is that awareness of, you know, what, what do they say? Every good mom thinks she's doing it wrong. And and that awareness of thinking that you're messing up is actually, it just means you care and you're doing it to the best of your ability. That's right. That's right. And nobody's perfect. Yeah. No one is perfect. perfect. Nothing. And our kids aren't perfect. You know, who said that they need a perfect mom when they are learning right alongside of us? 100%. As we kind of transition into talking about nutrition and wellness, I think it's really important um, that this, to say this caveat that when we are going to talk about nutrition and wellness, women, especially who are listening, please know that these are just suggestions that these are just tools to help that when Abby and I continue our discussion on nutrition and physical health, these are just areas that I know um, just from following Abby and what her heart and where her heart is at. This is just to help you and to guide you to live your best life. We are not up here saying, you know, you need to work out this amount of time it goes back to the concept of grace, 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 and how can you feel at your best? So then you in return can serve and live your best life. And so I just wanted to blanket that statement before we got started today um, on our discussion about nutrition and wellness. But Abby, let's say you have a client that comes to you. She's the mom. She's got a busy schedule. She's feeling overwhelmed. Where would you have them start? Yeah, that's a great question. And and thank you for the caveat. You know, I think throughout every discussion that we have today, it's a, such a good reminder that every individual requires uh, a unique approach. Nobody has, uh, you know, your time commitments, your constraints, your schedule, all those things. Um, and in answer to your question, you know, I think what's interesting is usually a woman wants to change something in regards to, you know, health, because there is an aspect of, they want to see a reflection in the mirror that reflects confidence. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I wish I would have known when I wanted to change, I really just, I wanted to change my physical body. And I think we, as women, that pressure resides all around us through society, through our own, you know, experience growing up. Um, and so we have that narrative of, I want to work on my body and I want to change my body. And that's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but I think what I wish I would have known when I started was the mental fitness that Mm -hmm. is required and, you know, training the mind along with the body. And so if I had a client coming to me and, you know, if she wanted to feel good in her skin again, and she wanted to have energy, but also she was wanting to, to change her body in some capacity. I, first of all, 
I would make sure that any approach is done using habits. I think simple grounding foundational habits are everything. Um, it's so easy to get caught up in the extremes of our society. And I always use the phrase phrase that I think, you know, extremes are easy because there's usually a cut and a dry. There are rules. It usually is something done for a period of time. Um, you know, whether it's like a 30 day cleanse or a six week jump start, those are all extreme measures to achieve a goal. And what I preach to my clients is strive not for extremes, but for balance, because your goal is longevity and a lifestyle. And in order to do that, you have to have a strong foundation. So I would look at a lot of different factors outside of movement and nutrition. Um, first of all, there's kind of an audit process to become aware of um, what you're eating. Are you eating a lot of processed foods? Are you eating a lot of whole foods? A lot of women um, actually aren't consuming enough, right? So just kind of auditing auditing where your nutrition is. Where is your movement? Are you active at all? Are you strength training? Are you going on walks? Are you focused on daily movement? Um, but also sleep is so important, especially for, you know, a new mom coming to me. Many moms are just sleep deprived. Yeah. And, you know, this, all of these different factors are stressors in our life. And so if we can't align all those things to, to create a healthy nervous system and, and create a healthy experience that is sustainable, then you do something for a short period of time. And then you're either going to burn out or have that stop start mentality. So really starting with the basics, uh, sleep, you know, the goal is obviously I say this in with a grain of salt, knowing new moms, but you know, seven to eight hours of sleep. And if my new mom is obviously not getting that with a waking baby, it's, you know, making sure that, okay, well, your plan has to, uh, kind of adhere to the fact that sleep is, is not great. <clears throat> um, prioritizing whole foods and protein. I think many women are, are not eating enough protein. And for so many reasons, that's another, you know, big rock that, that I focus on, um, and, and daily movement, making sure that that daily movement is, is aligned with, with your goal. Uh, stress management is another big one. Uh, we're doing a, I'm actually running a free habit challenge right now with my community and it's interesting because I focus on, uh, the W's. So the first week is walking, you know, aiming to get 10 to 12 steps in every day, if you can. Um, and that's a foundational rock. That's part of your lifestyle, enough water and whole foods every, every day. Um, and then we get into white space, which is essentially what I like to look at as self-care, you know, having space in your calendar that isn't, isn't blocked for a task or an appointment or work and then weights. So strength training is obviously another pillar for, for my clients. That's so, I love that idea of white space. Abby, I, I don't know about you, but I'm one that tends to over schedule many times. hundred oh, percent. This is something that I have worked really hard to like pull back on. And so, but I love that concept of yes. white space. And I call myself, I call myself an overfunction. I'm like the overfunctioner that needs the, the, the wake up call, right? Like you, and I know it so well in my own life. And it's a, it's a practice that I've had to really hone in on is 
is just that, that white space. Yes. Yes. I love that term though. And then if you could talk a little bit, I, I would love to, for you to share the importance of weightlifting for the purpose of, I know there's a lot of women, especially probably I'm guessing we're similar in age-ish that I grew up hearing cardio, 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 running, you know, um, the only way you're going to stay in shape is doing all this cardio. And I'm not saying I have friends that are like marathon runners and it is like in their blood, right? Mm -hmm. They adore Mm -hmm. it. They love it. It is good for them. Um, I am not that. I also have a thyroid disorder, Hashimoto's. And so, which I know a lot of women have too. And anytime that my cortisol levels are spiked, it can really impact my health. And so I had to switch my mindset of running and constant. We have a Peloton hard rides all the time to like incorporating. That's okay once in a while, but incorporating weights into my workouts too and how much better I feel with that and so how would you say to someone that hasn't done a lot of weight training where do you start Mm -hmm. that's such a good question and I think before I answer that question I want to give you just a little background on me because I was the quintessential cardio bunny I mean I and interestingly enough my husband has been an ultra runner and so he's one of the crazies that not only does marathons. He does like the hundred miles. So, but when we, I mean, I was, I've always been active. I've always, I was an athlete, you know, all growing up. And then when I hit college, I found running and I used to run, I mean, 50 plus miles a week. And my mindset back then was so different than it was now, but I can easily put myself back there where it was this whole idea of, you know, more is better. And it's kind of that whole mentality of burn versus build kind of where I I am now. Um, And it is, it's through, I I think we're doing such a good job in our society today to really promote strength over, you know, being skinny or small. And I love that. Like, I love that I'm seeing so many women on the weight floor versus on the elliptical machines all the time. Um, but I get it because it is, it's, it's one of those things that has kind of been ingrained depending on how old we were and how we grew up, it's been ingrained in us. Um, and so for somebody just starting, I think along with the tactical approach that I would take them on to start strength training, I would also educate on the mental fitness piece where I think women also are kind of scared we use the word, you know, I want to tone up, but I don't want to get bulky. I don't want to get big. And it's just, we've got to just like smash those words all together because the reality is, you know, toning a muscle is actually breaking down a muscle and rebuilding it. So it, it requires what's called progressive overload, which means allowing that muscle to have the right stimulus to be able to grow. And so I think a lot of times when someone's just starting, um, obviously I support any type of strength training. And sometimes for women, that means getting started in a class atmosphere because it's, it's just more comfortable, right? You know, they're led by an instructor. They have a group. They're not motivated to do it themselves, nor do they know how to do it. Um, but I would stress having a plan for sure, having a plan and, most women who do strength train and aren't uh, consistent, there's a lot of variety 
with strength training. And so to really change your body for the better, you know, get strong, um, you know, gain muscle, have that ability to, you know, increase metabolism on all the, all those things you need to be on a progressive plan. Um, and sometimes that starts with, you know, body weight squats. And then after a month or so, okay, we're ready to add some dumbbells and we're ready to eventually my goal would be like, yes, we're going to progress you to feeling comfortable with a barbell, but getting used to a structured plan is probably the place where I would suggest starting. Um, don't try to wing it, try to follow a plan and, and get help so that you can have build this foundation the right way. Absolutely. And Abby, I know just from following you on your Instagram account, first of all, how can people find you on your Instagram? Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, right now I'm at Abby DeGraff, uh, with a little, uh, uh, is it called, underscore? Is that what yeah, it's called? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and that is my main personal brand. I actually also have just started a coaching collective. So I've started a new coaching brand. It's called uncommon wellness. Um, so that is kind of my big vision and baby of 2023 is building a coaching collective and we're having other coaches join forces. So we'll have various expertise to help a variety of women. Um, and that is that, are, those are two places, uh, you can find me on Instagram. Awesome. awesome. And I just want to say that because if you follow Abby on Instagram, you'll see kind of her journey and things, habits that she incorporates every day. What keeps you motivated, Abby? You know, that's a great question. And also one that I'll probably alter a little bit. Um, I don't think I'm motivated every day. I don't, you know, momentum and motivation is one of those things that's so fleeting. And the reality is there are so many days when I just, I don't want to do the thing. I don't really want to do what's on my training plan. And I don't really want to move my body. And I don't really want to eat that chicken salad, you know, but what drives me is my discipline. And I always say, you know, act first and then your thoughts, perceptions and mindset, they follow. And, and so I think what really got me in the habit of, you know, my, my morning routine and these daily anchors was acting and just taking action and doing it first, because I had to do that to realize how good I felt. And on the days when I lack motivation or I don't necessarily want to do it, it's kind of one of those things where it's such a part of me now. And that did take years. And, and so I think as women, we need to remind ourselves that those habits don't just show up like Amazon prime and we're good to go like that. It, they take so much practice, but now it's, you know, movement is like brushing my teeth every day. I just do it. It's who I am. And it's that whole idea of taking something this is what I do to actually, this is just now who I am. Mm -hmm. And I knew by doing those things for years, I, I just, it transcended to how I felt and how I showed up as a mom and how I, the confidence that I, that I had in my abilities with those simple anchors that I did every day that are so simple, um, that are unsexy and they're boring and they're basic, but they matter the most, you know? Can we so talk I would say, about how important walking is? Because yes. I remember when I was a kid and around our neighborhood, there would be moms walking together all the time. 
Mm-hmm. And now I get so much joy walking in my neighborhood with friends, like put yeah. a back on and like go for a walk. It brings me so much joy that just to be able to go out for a walk. So first of all, there's that. Second of all, we live in Wisconsin. Abby and I live actually uh, somewhere close together. So uh-huh. how are you adjusting to walking outside in the cold? Because you said you're from California originally. I, I, right? Well, originally I'm from Utah. And so okay. I, you know, I grew up with all four seasons, but coming from California, it's like that California blood is, is still running through me. I, you know, the one thing that my husband said to me when we moved here, and we're a very active family. I mean, we're very outdoorsy. And so he was just like, okay, we're good. We're going to just embrace the elements. And he kept saying, there's no bad weather. There's just bad clothing. So, you know, we'll get out. And that felt okay last year. And I'll be honest this year, it's felt a little tougher. I think that whole glamorizing something new has worn off and it is tough. I don't have a treadmill at home. And so oftentimes I'll, I'll get to the gym and try to walk, but I bundle up and I, I, I invested in a really, really good coat yep. uh, and I just, I do it. And those first steps out the door are miserable. And I mean, I've never regretted getting out. Right. I mean, you never regret the movement. It's those first couple steps. And, and, and isn't that just an analogy for life? The first couple steps that are the hardest to do, um, but the right clothing. And like I said, just the discipline to start and eventually you will crave it because you'll realize the the repercussions they had that it has and not only physically but how how much better does your mind feel just getting outside with some fresh air and your own thoughts mm-hmm. and a little bit of movement right yep. a little bit of movement i have to say you know it's so easy to think my mindset used to be oh i need to go do a hard workout now granted there are times for that i love getting on my bike sometimes and getting like a really good sweat on right mm-hmm. but there are times where i just need to get outside and go for a walk and i heard someone say some you know one time like listen to a podcast listen to a book if this is going to and this is a complete side note like we were sitting and having coffee abby but listening to i went on a long walk this morning if any of you listening have not started listening to um the book Spare by Harry. Ooh. Oh I need to write that down. Oh my gosh. If you're not following, it's so good just listening about his life. And um it is sad, but it's really interesting. He's a beautiful writer. And oh, I can't wait to see where I went for a twice as long walk this morning just because I was listening to that. So yeah. Whatever's going to help you get moving, um, do it because it, starts, it really does. It does. And I, you know, I think what we have to remember too is getting out of the whole black and white mentality of if it doesn't hit this quota, it didn't count. You know, it's, I remind my clients all the time, it's never all or nothing. It is always all or something. And, and you, you learn that those times, I mean, those lower, those lower intensity workouts are just getting out for a walk. Those sometimes are just as important as the times that you can really give your, your effort in the gym or on the bike or wherever that intensity needs to come. It all matters. So I think that's important to remember too. Abby, and how could, um, if, if someone is listening and wants to connect with you about your coaching business, how would be the best way for them to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. I am um, probably the easiest thing is just to DM me on Instagram. 
Um, also, um, if you do that, I can provide my email address. I'm not one to, I would love to connect personally, you know, outside of absolutely social media, but that's probably the easiest place for, uh, for people to go. All of my coaching services have now moved over to uncommon wellness. Okay. So my web address is www.uncommonwellness.co. So CO, and that's where you can, you know, find my different tiers, my different options of how I work with women and, and product offerings and so forth. Awesome. Well, it has been a pleasure having you on today, Abby, and thank you for sharing so many tidbits. I feel like we may need a follow-up interview. I would love that. I know we could have, we could have so many conversations, but I'm, I'm so grateful that you were able to infuse motherhood in this conversation. It's something that's so important to me. And I think, you know, the work that I do, I I work primarily with moms and I think my wellness would look different if I didn't have four babies at home and four growing kids. Um, And I think that's a perspective that is, is important to, you know, synergize together. So I appreciate the, the questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you so much for being here, Abby. And thank you listeners. Um, again, I would love to hear any reviews that you have. You can comment them on She Leads Her Life. And thank you for following. Everyone have a great week. Thank you.